A gust of wind flung hard pellets of sleeting rain against the windows. The police station was ancient, the window frames ill-fitting, and a cold draft blew down Tom Tyler's neck. He shivered. The creaky old radiator gave off barely any heat, making little impact on the chill of the office. Sergeant Oliver Roll was a good manager and tried to make sure they stayed within their call ration, but sometimes Tyler wished he would splurge a little, especially on mornings like this. He could hardly remember when the sun had last shown its face. He contemplated the rain-dark window. Blimey. At this rate, I'll be needing to sit in my overcoat. He took a sip of the tea that Raoul had brought in a few minutes earlier. It was weak and already tepid. No biscuit redeemed it. That had to be saved for his afternoon tea break. Another blast shook the window frames. There was a tap on the door, and Raoul came in. He had a sheet of paper in his hand, and he gave it to Tyler. This is the case order for tomorrow's court, sir. Thought you might want to know what you've got to deal with. Tyler groaned. It was normally the job of the chief constable for the county to attend the magistrate's court, but he was down with the flu. As detective inspector for the Ludlow station, Tyler had to attend in his place. It was not a thing he enjoyed, as it tended to make him despair of human nature. Read it out to me, Oliver. Raoul took a spectacles case out of his pocket, removed the glasses, and perched them on his nose. They were rimless, and wearing them in that way gave him a peculiarly Pickwickian air. He saw Tyler's expression and ducked his head sheepishly. I should have got these months ago. Didn't want to admit I was getting older, I suppose. I just used them for reading. Sounds like a good idea. Right. Raoul consulted the paper. First up is a charge of unnecessary travel against Sir Edward Spence of Clee Village. Really? What's his story? He says he went to visit a farmer in Wem. He claims it was in the course of his duty as magistrate, wanted to make sure there was nothing untoward going on. Such as? He didn't specify, sir. But I happen to know said Wem man breeds hawks and kestrels. Before the war, Sir Edward was a keen falconer. I'd wager he went to buy a bird. <laughs> you never know. Those hawks might have cameras attached to their legs. Secret spies, Tyler scowled. Truth is, Spence is one of those arrogant sods, excuse my language, Sergeant, who seems to think rules of wartime don't apply to them. You're right about that. Sir Edward is old family in these parts. Doesn't see why he has to change his ways. Was it young Maddy? I'm glad he had the gumption to wave him down and see why he was on the road, said Tyler. Raoul chuckled. <laughs> Apparently, he stood his ground when Sir Edward pulled rank. It's a wonder he didn't threaten to clap Maddy in irons and throw him in the dungeon. It's a good thing for my mental health that most people in this county are responsible and conscientious about following the new laws, said Tyler. I'd wonder what we were fighting for if they were all like him. Unfortunately, Arthur Desmond is the chief magistrate tomorrow. He's not going to come down heavy on one of his own. Who's working with him? Wendell Hare. He's a retired solicitor. Sort of fancies himself an expert in the law. That could be good for our side. Not necessarily, I'm afraid. From what I've observed, Mr. Hare is a dyed-in-the-wool conservative toady. 
He won't challenge anything, Desmond says. It's my guess Sir Edward will get off scot-free. Those boys stick together. Tyler wagged his finger at the sergeant in mock reproach. Oliver, that is quite a subversive remark. You should know your place. These men are our betters, don't forget. Are they, sir? Could have fooled me. Tyler laughed. All right. What's next? Two men charged with bicycling without proper lights and using abusive language to an officer of the law. Good heavens. What did they say? According to the constable's report, Biggs this time, one chap said, Don't worry, officer, we can see perfectly well in this moonlight. That doesn't sound abusive to me. It was the second chap who got rude. 